You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. We are super excited for this episode. It has been requested by lots of you, so we're excited to dig in. Kelsey has been a vegetarian for quite a while, and Erica is a newbie baby vegetarian as of (laughs) October of 2020. So we're going to chat all about kind of our reasons for that, what feeding a family looks like, and of course, the yummy things that we're eating lately. Um, And I am going to take notes and pick Kelsey's brain a lot on this episode since she's been doing this a lot longer than me and I get stuck in a bit of a rut already. So let's just start with this. Maybe tell us how you eat, how you label the way you eat, how how that's maybe evolved and how you came to that choice. Okay. So as a family, I will start with this. We do eat dairy products, eggs, and fish. Same. So, so technically that would make us pescatarian, but I usually just tell people vegetarian because it's easier and more easily yeah, understood. Yeah. And, and it does seem like, I think that's very common where someone will say, well, I'm vegetarian. And, and for some people that could mean no, no dairy or no eggs or anyway. So it's like, well, what kind of vegetarian are you? But that's, that's the kind of vegetarian we are. Um, people usually want to know how our kids eat when I tell them that we're vegetarian and how we'll raise them. And so I'll just say, we think it's really important for our kids to make their own choices about food as they grow up. So we don't discourage them from trying meat if the situation comes up. And in fact, Dash currently prefers pepperoni on his pizza Mm -hmm. and he'll, and we'll even order that for him Mm -hmm. if we do take out. Um, They've also tried turkey and chicken in different situations and I think liked it well enough, but, but not so much that they ask us to have it at this point. Right now, I sort of don't foresee buying meat to prepare and have at the house just because personally I prefer not to have meat in the house but that's also something that they haven't requested and so I'm I'm open to changing my mind and figuring out the best scenario Mm -hmm. if that comes up in the future so my personal road to plant-based eating um, I actually remember I started to prefer eating less meat in high school I think it just kind of grossed me out Mm -hmm. or maybe the taste or texture, something about that. And then I will say in college through graduate school, I think maybe it started with being assigned to read the book Fast Food Nation in a really great history class that I had. Mm -hmm. And that book, you know, talks all about the fast food industry and the the meat industry behind it. So that was the first that really opened up my eyes, kind of like pulling back the curtain Mm -hmm. on where our meat comes from and what that looks like. Then in graduate school, I was in an environmental program. So I had just classmates that were very informed and passionate about the impacts of food, of the food industry on the environment and animal welfare. There was even a really popular weekly veggie dinner supper club. So that just exposed me to lots of different vegetarian cooking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like being around either vegetarians or people that incorporated a lot of plant-based eating. Um, but at that point I still didn't consider myself vegetarian, but I just ate very little meat. Mm -hmm. Then when I graduated and moved out to Arizona, um, Chris and I moved in together 
and we both ate similarly or we didn't call ourselves vegetarians, but we didn't eat a ton of meat. Mm -hmm. And so since we'd be cooking together kind of for the first time, we said, hey, what if we just tried being vegetarian and not eating meat? Mm -hmm. You know, let's give it a go. And so that's that's really what started it. Um, I will say that even for the, that first year, like if I found myself craving a burger, like that's what meat I would crave, I'd go get like a really good one yeah. at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, that was that was fine. But really after about a year or so, I just craved it less. And I think that as I've continued to educate myself about the meat industry, animal welfare, impacts on health, impacts on the environment, I just have craved it less and less mm -hmm. and, and don't care for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas at this point, I think I haven't had any meat unless it was by accident, probably since 2009. Okay. Um, in addition, I will say Chris's career has actually been an influence on me and on us as well, because being in nutrition and sustainability as a professor, some of his research focuses have been on plant-based eating mm -hmm. and the impacts to the environment, um, impacts to health and things like that. So anyway, that's just been kind of an interesting influence as well. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I, um, I have always been picky about meat. Like even as a kid, okay. I can remember just being grossed out by like the texture of certain meat or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very picky about meat and only eaten like, um, certain things. Like I would never eat meat on the bone. I never like, there was just mm -hmm. limited meat that I ate anyways. And I'm a big time animal lover. So I have felt right. uncomfortable about eating meat for a long time and mm -hmm. had, even kind of purposely avoided some of the food documentaries and really purpose yeah. purposefully um, not educated myself about the environmental impacts and the animal rights issues around it because I knew it would turn me into a vegetarian yeah. and I wasn't right. ready. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I can see that. I totally so get I was that. like purposely <laughs> avoiding all that. My brother and sister-in-law have been vegetarian or vegan on and off for mm -hmm. the last like I would say 10 years. Um, and my sister is also now a vegan, um, oh, partly for some health reasons that she researched as a nurse. And so they had kind of, so they've introduced me to a lot of foods that are really good and like kind of helped me realize that there would be a lot of good, you know, replacements for some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And then the funny part about it is during the pandemic, what really tipped the scale for me is I, I wasn't like considering it, but it was always this thing in the back of my head, like, uh, I just really don't like meat anyways. Why don't I just become right. a vegetarian? And then we started watching the show Alone. Have you seen this show? No, no. Tell me about okay, it. Okay, so it's like Survivor, but it's they're legit surviving alone. So the, they oh drop them off. There's no camera crew. They're doing all their own film work. They do have like a tap out um, satellite phone okay. that they can call, but they, you know, drop them in like the Arctic or whatever that or Patagonia This is giving me so much anxiety I it, already. But it is, oh my gosh. I will tell you what though. It was actually the perfect pandemic show to watch because it uh -huh. put everything in so much perspective, you know, <laughs> right. And then, right. <laughs> um, you know, they're just kind of filming. They're like making their shelters and they're hunting and they're fishing and they're doing, and it, I was having such a hard time with the hunting, not, not because I thought that oh. they were unethical in hunting, but realizing mm -hmm. that I would have such a hard time, ever eating an animal if I was the one who had to kill it. Gotcha. And so then it made me be like, well, then I shouldn't be doing it. That's super hypocritical, no. you know? <laughs> and so that really like tipped the scales for me where I was like, if I am having this hard of a time and I'm not a squeamish person, mm -hmm. but like just cause they really show like everything. I was like, this is 
telling me that I should not be doing Mm -hmm. that then. Like it doesn't sit Mm -hmm. well with my soul. And so, and I think the rebel in me just stopped me from declaring it that way for a long time. Cause I felt like if Mm -hmm. I call myself a vegetarian, then I can, you know, if I put all these foods in this restricted category, I'm going to rebel. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And honestly, I think that stops a lot of people. It's like labels, you know, it's like, oh, I've got to do this whole different thing. So yeah, I think a lot of people could relate to that. So then I realized I was just really eating meat then mostly out of convenience and familiarity with like the meals to make, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I know I just make ground beef in tacos or whatever it is, then actual love for meat. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would even miss it all that much. So I would say, okay, this is how I have defined myself. I am an entry-level vegetarian. I think it's called like a flexitarian when you, when you would, you're not completely closed off. I'm not saying I will never eat meat again Mm because I I think I have kept it open too to like, if I want a burger or something, I want to go get a good quality burger. I don't want to throw the whole thing out the window because I'm like, well, this sucks if I can't have a burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. eating mostly plant-based is still going to be so much better for animals and the environment. Exactly. And whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm definitely not vegan, nor do I ever see myself becoming one. I love eggs and dairy <laughs> way too much. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to be thoughtful about how I'm sourcing those things, but I don't ever see myself going down that path. I don't love fish, but I do really love shellfish. So I've been eating mm. a little bit more shellfish even. Um, okay. And then there's this other term, because this is what I said. This is how I also made myself into a vegetarian. There's a term called an exceptionarian, <laughs> where you are a vegetarian except for one meat that you allow yourself. Gotcha. And my okay. meat craving really ends at bacon. Oh, okay. Like that's, and that one, that, that the, uh, the veggie meat yes. substitutes have not yes. conquered bacon yet. They really haven't. There is not a replacement for that. And we are big breakfast people around here. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say I have it every weekend, but we, mm-hmm. we do get it from butcher box. We try to get all of our meat from butcher box. I'll talk more about that, but the meat we do buy and that the family still eats is we try to be more ethical in our sourcing of that. Um, but my, but I allow myself bacon if I want bacon. <laughs> so okay. I'm like a baconarian. I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. And so, yeah, I, I really haven't eaten meat besides bacon um, since October of 2020. Wow. Yeah. And I don't miss it. I really don't miss it. I miss the convenience of it sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it's just easy to grab something, but then I'm like, oh, that's all the more reason not to eat it. That's what, you know, that's why mm-hmm. we've gotten in this mm-hmm. situation where it's not so sustainable. So. Yeah, that's so where I'm interesting. Yeah. Okay, so what does let's get into now what feeding your family logistically looks like in light of your more plant-based food choices. Okay, well, after we did our cookbook episode, we talked about some plant-based eating and I got an email from a listener who was curious about more plant-based eating and just kind of had some questions for me. And Um, What was just kind of interesting and funny is she asked me a question kind of along the lines of, what else do you eat beside lots of fruits, veggies, and beans? Mm -hmm. And it was just funny to me because I was like, well, those are the things we eat. And that actually represents tons of delicious food choices. You know, I think sometimes people are like, well, what else do you eat? And you're like, but you just mentioned like a huge category of food that has many different, uh, many different options in there. So, um, you know, those are basically the things we eat plus eggs and dairy. Um, 
kind of like just to the framing, and I think you really address this, but I think sometimes people get really hung up thinking they're half going to have to eat completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're like wanting to explore this or new to it, instead think about what you already eat that's plant-based and instead just think about adding new things in instead of mm-hmm. so much focusing mm-hmm. on subtracting. Um, and that also it doesn't have to be an overnight change. You don't have to quote unquote go vegetarian. Right. Just think of it kind of as incorporating more plant-based meals. Right. Um, okay. So our proteins that we build meals around um, beans, eggs, lentils, tofu, fish, and then basically adding veggies and flavors from there, I would say. I thought maybe it could be helpful. Let me give a list of an example of like a week of dinners okay. that we might have, because I think that'll maybe give everyone a good snapshot. Okay. okay, so a week of dinners at our house might look like, okay, making a big soup in the instant pot maybe and one of my favorites that I will link to and this was actually shared by a listener of ours a few years ago so I'm so thankful to them it is a lentil tortilla soup it is full of lentils beans veggies it's so flavorful I do not see how you could miss the meat in it there's so much flavor and it's so filling Um, the boys are not super into soups yet so they might have on the side a bean burrito or like a cheese quesadilla then another night Um, veggie hot dogs for the boys. And Chris and I would have field roast, which is a brand of kind of a a veggie based sausage Mm -hmm. that's made with maybe wheat protein and other um, things like that, that we find delicious and incorporate a lot. And then maybe we'd have just fries from frozen, um, a homemade pizza night, an easy meal might be the Brussels sprout saute kit from Trader Joe's. This is a bag of already shredded Brussels sprouts. It comes with a dressing, some nuts, and like some grated Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. So and then we would, oh, it's so good. And then we would maybe cut up a field roast in coins and brown that and have that on top. Mm-hmm. Another night would be bean burritos or enchiladas, and the enchiladas would probably be filled with uh, refried beans and black beans, just like I do the the bean burritos. But I also love doing enchiladas with either roasted and mashed or roasted and cubed um, sweet potatoes mixed in there too. Mm-hmm. We might do a pasta night with whole wheat noodles, jarred pasta sauce, and then three three out of five. Actually, I bet Maeve would like these too. So I would say four out of five family members <laughs> would like the ve- the frozen veggie meatballs. They're called meatless meatballs mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's. And I, I'm sure there's a, a corollary at your regular big box grocery store too. And then another night might be veggie stir fry with just kind of whatever veggies we have, you know, in the crisper and some browned tofu Mm -hmm. with some kind of homemade sauce, probably just like soy sauce, sesame, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of whip it up from there. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I'm not that together yet. Here's what we're doing. So this is, (laughs) if you're like thinking about this, this is like a good way to ease in. So first what I started doing is just leaving meat out of things that we, Mm. that I normally make. So like ordering pizza, but just ordering veggies on the pizza sometimes for all of us, or sometimes I'll order a, you know, two different ones or half and half. Mm -hmm. Um, but really you get that same feeling of pizza. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. it doesn't really change the important pizza is still delicious even without me. I'm sure some people might disagree with us, but man, I've been eating veggie pizza for a long time and it's still one of my favorites. It hits the spot regardless or making like something I make a lot is slow cooker beef stroganoff. Well, I just, 
kept mm-hmm. everything else the same, but started using mm-hmm. just the portobello mushrooms and leaving the beef out. Ooh, and nice. really the flavor comes from the sauce and the mushrooms were already yeah. in there. And so it's mm-hmm. just one ingredient missing and it tastes like exactly the same meal pretty much. Wow. Um, okay. If I'm so, so basically overall, if I'm making dinner, it's vegetarian. Cause if I'm bothering <laughs> to make dinner, I want to make something that I would like to have. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jeremiah is making it, sometimes he's grilling something. Sometimes it's like a veggie stir fry or something, or he might be grilling something or smoking something on the Traeger. And then I just mm-hmm. eat like everything but the meat. So like okay. the vegetable side and a lot of times he'll throw a baked potato on the Traeger for me and I load that all up with sour cream Ooh, and cheese yeah. and broccoli, you know, all so stuff. yeah, it's still very hearty. Um, I think we all eat a lot less meat now overall. I mm-hmm. would say just by default then if I'm making dinner, you know, at least right. at least half of our meals are vegetarian for all of us right. now. Um, the meat we do get, we try to for even just them to eat. And like, if I'm going to have bacon and we get some seafood from them too, it's from ButcherBox. So it's a subscription service that is, you know, grass fed beef, stuff like that, more humanely and sustainably raised. Um, Mm -hmm. So we just feel better about that choice for us right now. And we will get meat too from a local um, rancher that does all grass fed Mm -hmm you know, situation. So we will get meat from him at the farmer's market sometimes, but we just end up getting a lot less meat in general now. And I Mm -hmm. think not just defaulting to like meat as the main thing, you know, right? just because we're like that Midwest, you know, meat and potatoes mentality. For sure. Yes. And so switching out of some of that. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where we're at overall. And often it is just like, but the girls sometimes don't even notice. Like I make spaghetti sauce with impossible mm-hmm. um, yes. ground meat. Oh my gosh. Like this that, stuff is like a miracle. Stuff. <laughs> yes. Tell me because, so I have not had meat in so long. So describe your experience with the impossible right. meat. Like you feel, you think I know. Cause sometimes when my brother will recommend something, I'm like, yeah, but you haven't had meat in like a real long time. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think you realize. It tastes just like a burger. And you're like, no, no it, it doesn't. Does <laughs> and I will say, I do not enjoy a veggie burger as a replacement <laughs> for a burger <laughs> right. because there's, that's so dependent on that beefy flavor. There's not a lot else yeah. going on there, but mm-hmm. in terms of, cause I've tried both the impossible burger and the beyond burger, like just on the mm-hmm. grill, which you can do, but it just, mm-hmm. to me, it was okay, but it it's, wasn't great. It's not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe Erica, check back in ten years. Yeah. When you make it <laughs> I think so. But <laughs> get some more distance. <laughs> but the ground meat, like doing it like you would use it for uh-huh. like taco meat or in a chili yeah. or spaghetti sauce is is mm-hmm. spot on. And I think wow. actually Jeremiah nice. even said, like, this is one of your better sauces that you've made. Wow. Interesting. So I I, I think it cooks just like it too. That's the funny mm-hmm. part. Like it cooks in the exact yeah. same time. It looks the same. Um, yeah. The girls literally didn't even notice. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that they're super picky, but they didn't even care. And then yeah. um, I think there's something to the fact that it, it leaves the sauce a little less greasy, obviously. And it also right. like... If you, especially like a spaghetti sauce or a chili that's going to like sit there and cook for a while, it actually mm-hmm. almost absorbs the flavor better. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it got like a real, it, it was really, really good. So I, Interesting. I would say to start there, don't start with like a burger patty on a bun because you're going to be disappointed. But if you okay. start with like the sausages are really good, some of the veggie sausages and some of the, mm-hmm. you know, using it like as a ground beef substitute. Right. 
right. that's kind of where we're at right now. So. Okay. Yeah. We have found the impossible meat like at Trader Joe's in a little, you know, square, and then you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want with it. Um, we have found making burgers out of it to be super satisfying, but that is because we have not had an actual yeah. burger <laughs> yeah. in over a decade. Right. And so for me, if and and two, some vegetarians like the taste of meat turns them off. Right. For me, I still love that taste of a burger, knowing that I'm not actually eating right. a burger. And man, it totally hits the spot for me. But and we've also had it. Um, I've started making it like in tacos. I do want to try it in mm-hmm. some pasta sauce. And so that that has just been a very exciting product. Yeah. For me to kind of. Um, get back to some of those th- that are just like those really comforting. Yeah, it is like a comfort food meals. Thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So what are some of your favorite vegetarian resources for food ideas? This is where I do not have as many, but like maybe just like your top cookbooks, websites, podcasts, social media follows. Who do you, who do you have for us? Okay. For food blogs, highly recommend Pinch of Yum. And actually, I think they do a great, they definitely have meat-based meals, but I almost feel like the majority of the recipes that come out now are vegetarian, even though they're not trying to promote like being a vegetarian blog. And they also just had the whole month of January this year was plant-based eating month. And they were really featuring lots of their plant-based meals. And anyway, I think they have their website set up too very well where you could get all of the plant-based stuff all in one spot. So I think they do a really good job. Um, A favorite of mine that I know I've mentioned for years, but Shutterbean Also, she is not a vegetarian, but I think she just incorporates lots of plant-based things. Mm -hmm. I think this hits on something that we talked about in our cookbook episode, where sometimes a vegetarian-based cookbook or blog, sometimes it almost seems to overcompensate or try Mm. to get too complicated. Yeah showing you that vegetarian cooking can be as complex and yeah. interesting flavored as meat-based meals. But if you're cooking for a family or you're just trying to get into vegetarian mm-hmm. cooking, you don't want to feel overwhelmed. And so I think a lot of times actually going to um, non-vegetarian food blogs and cookbooks and just finding the recipes that are already there. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's where I've found things that are more in line with the way that I want to cook and eat. Yeah. Um, Pinterest is also, you know, been a great source of something. Like if someone mentions a certain recipe, like shepherd's pie, and I'm like, Oh, that sounds so good. And just, you know, searching in Pinterest, vegetarian shepherd's pie, and there's a hundred different recipes that you can try. Mm -hmm. In terms of cookbooks, there is a line of vegetarian-based cookbooks, the Moosewood cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the original Moosewood cookbook is just a classic vegetarian cookbook back from when that was like the hippie thing, yeah. the hippie way to eat. Um, I have that on my shelf. I, I will not, I don't 
turn to it often, but if I ever flip through it, it just is a source of inspiration. I think a lot of the meals are approachable and that could just be a great place to start. And and they do have several others. I think I have one that's kind of more like weeknight cooking, mm-hmm. things like that. Another cookbook that I have that is a vegetarian-based cookbook is called Meatless. And that is from Martha Stewart. Mm. And I think that's another great one to maybe get from the library and flip through and just give you lots of different ideas. And a lot of them still feel very approachable. And I also think a lot of other cookbooks from Martha Stewart that maybe are her simple meals or weeknight meals, and those aren't vegetarian specific, but they're going to have a lot of plant-based meals in them. Okay. Okay, last couple. A new-to-me cookbook is called Dinner Illustrated. I just got this from the library after hearing it recommended on the Shoebox blog that I follow. She mentions it often when talking about their um, meal plan for the week. And, oh man, I love this cookbook. The way it's laid out is every step has a picture. And so it's just really easy to follow along and there are a lot of plant-based meals in it mm-hmm. and things that are just a little bit a little bit different but not really hard. One that has been a winner for Chris and myself is cooking lentils and onions. So you cook that with some herbs and then you roast some broccoli. So and then in your bowl you put the lentils and onions, then the roasted broccoli, then some toasted pine nuts some goat cheese, and Mm. finally finish with a balsamic glaze. And it is so flavorful Mm -hmm. and delicious and is really not that hard to put together. Mm -hmm. And then finally, this one isn't out yet, and I know I mentioned it on our cookbook episode, but I'm so excited about it. The forthcoming weekday vegetarian's cookbook from Jenny Mm -hmm. of Dinner, Mm -hmm. A Love Story. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is just going to – I feel like this is going to be the cookbook that anyone who is – interested in exploring plant-based eating, I feel like this is going to be the cookbook that you're going to want. So I I, hopefully it's coming out this year. So be on the lookout for that one. Yeah. I'm excited about that one too. Okay. So for me, number one, my favorite, 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 favorite resource is Tabitha Brown on Instagram. Do you know Tabitha? Mm, No, I do not know Tabitha. I feel like I want to. I love that name too. She has become very popular. She was just on Ellen recently. Like she's very popular now, but her Instagram handle is I am Tabitha Brown and she is vegan, but she cooks a lot of like soul food type stuff and like very hearty, tasty stuff. She is hilarious and like... Just, I love her so much. I want to be her best friend. I'm looking friend. her up now. So check her out um, on Instagram. She's just a great follow with a great, great, like even she'll just do an Instagram story about what she's eating for lunch, like whipping up some, mm, mm-hmm, you know, a, mm-hmm. a different take on a sandwich or something like that. Um, I will say too that Trader Joe's has just lots of great vegetarian options, especially um, their like frozen Indian food is great. Their frozen um, yes. Asian food is great. And so I think like that is a good place to start just for like, I, I know if you don't have a Trader Joe's, you're sad about this, but it's a great spot for like, <laughs> oh, there are more options here. They, I just feel like they have more vegetarian yeah. options. So does like a store like Sprouts. Um, yep. or natural grocers, something like that. It just mm-hmm. kind of gives you ideas like, oh, I didn't even know there was a vegetarian version of that to exactly. try. Right. Um, and then I have actually found some really good, again, easy, approachable vegetarian recipes in 
my instant pot cookbook, which was recommended yeah. by Kendra Adachi. It's the it's the ultimate instant pot cookbook by Coco Morante. Okay. And they just there is a mac and cheese that you make in there that I have turned into a mm. lobster mac. Because as we have Yum. mentioned, I will still eat the shellfish and I enjoy, I can get like lobster claw meat by the half pound at the in butcher box. And so uh-huh. I will poach that in some butter and then add it into my Instant Pot, like homemade mac and cheese. And it was delicious. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fancy. Yeah. that I mean, we did that like with Christmas, like with our with their mm. other stuff. That was kind of my Christmas main dish. Um, but even just like there is a lot of good soups in there and some good like mm-hmm. curry type things. And then there's a really good broccoli cheddar soup that is probably one of the best I've ever had oh, for real. And it's yum. super easy to make. Um, if you haven't noticed, I still eat a lot of cheese, a lot of mm-hmm. cheese that, that we c- we can, we consume a fair <laughs> amount of cheese at our house as well. <laughs> that part of my Wisconsin roots is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, <laughs> That's staying. Uh, okay, so then otherwise I have on my list, like recommended from my sister-in-law mostly, who is an amazing cook. And like I said, they've been vegan for a while. So she is very creative with it. Um, she recommended Lauren Toyota's cookbooks. And she mm. she has vegan comfort classics and hot for food. She's all mm. about like turning classic comfort food or soul food mm. or like, mm-hmm. you know, those things that are just hard to replicate like yes. finding a way to do it and get those same flavors. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that perspective. So I want to get a couple of her cookbooks. Um, I came across Forks Over Knives, which I know is like, I think uh, mm. also um, a documentary now. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's a cookbook to go with that. Um, the Vegetarian Family Cookbook, 100 Simple Kid-Friendly Recipes by Kristen Wood. I feel like that's something Ooh, else. I think I've gotten that out of the library before and did really like a lot oh, of okay. the things in there. I feel I just like came across that one and have it on my list because I thought, well, that is also, I eat a little bit like a kid. So there's probably things in there like comfort (laughs) food that I want to replicate. Um, Right. So yeah, so that, that is kind of on my list, but yeah, I am just starting to dig into resources. So those are kind of some of my favorites for a place to Mm -hmm. start. Okay. Um, how much, how about we each go back and forth maybe, and you did a little, you kind of did this with dinner, but for like breakfast, lunch, snack, and just answer what that currently looks like for us. Because I think, like you said before, there's a, there's a tendency to think we're always eating so much healthier and always eating so much more, um, thoughtful meals. And that is not necessarily the case, especially in a pandemic. So let's do like a realistic, what this meal looks like for us these days. And then maybe our favorite thing to eat for each of those categories. Like even if we're not like currently that. making it very often because pandemic makes cooking so often annoying. <laughs> oh, yes, totally. So how about for breakfast? What's that realistically looking like for you and what's your favorite? Okay. Both of mine are similar, but one is much easier. Okay, so the realistic easier one that I'm doing more often, you turned me on to these, the cauliflower Swiss frozen frittatas oh, at so Trader good. Joe's. Holy cow. So So this is like a little disc, little omelet disc. Um, and it, it has some shredded cauliflower in there, but you can't taste it. And then the Swiss is oh so delicious and a little bit of herb flavor Mm -hmm. microwave those, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes. So good and easy. And then sometimes I will have a veggie sausage patty with that. I, I think the veggie sausage patties are really good. Mm-hmm. Granted, as I've said, I have not had meat in a very long time, but I think that's a pretty good meat substitute I product. I think they do a good job with the sausage because they can add so much flavor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Um, and then probably my one of my favorite things, if I have a little bit more time, I would just make a breakfast sandwich with a little bit more effort, maybe with a, with a fried egg, a veggie sausage patty, some cheese on a toasted whole wheat English muffin. Mm-hmm. That to me and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Hits all the hits all the notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for for me, realistically, right now, I that is my favorite when we have those on hand is those um, mm-hmm. cauliflower frittatas from Trader Joe's. But right now, lately, I've been into like Nusa yogurt, which is Ooh, yeah. they have a strawberry rhubarb flavor that is delightful. And I have Sounds in cool. every single spring rhubarb craving from yes. living in Wisconsin. And so I yeah. pile in as much rhubarb as I can between like February and May. Um, okay. But. So I like that, like, and they come in kind of these containers that are, um, I don't, they, I think they come in individual ones too, but we get bigger ones that are kind of like two servings. So I like to just take half of that. And then I put, um, a pumpkin flaxseed granola on it. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. called earth balance. I'll just look, we'll, we'll link to all our favorites, but, um, yep. it's just really hearty. There's chia seeds in there, flax seeds, um, oats, all kinds of things, but it's very filling and kind of hits that sweet tooth as well mm-hmm. and I that's just kind of been my easy go-to breakfast lately my favorite is especially on the weekend Jeremiah will make fried eggs toast avocado and then the morning star hot and spicy veggie breakfast sausage patties mm. so so good you just nuke them in the mm-hmm. microwave for a minute and then crisp them up yep. in the pan and they are so delicious they have I actually prefer them to any other breakfast sausage um, even before mm-hmm. I was a vegetarian my sister-in-law introduced me to those yeah Mm -hmm. um or our occasional bacon yep (laughs) okay how about lunch what is lunch looking like for you okay lunch currently usually leftovers (laughs) so it might be any of the like things that I Mm -hmm. mentioned before or a perfect bar I know I've mentioned those before before I'm still stocking those and loving them they are um, like the ones I get are 330 calories. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty filling. It's not like a diet bar or yeah. something. So if, if, if I just have time for something quick, I'll grab one of those. But one of my favorite things to have for lunch is just a huge salad with chopped up, um, greens, romaine, a grain like farro, which I just find the texture to be really, enjoyable and also filling Mm -hmm. lots of veggies cheese nuts maybe some brown tofu and a delicious dressing just oh if I can sit with a huge salad and since this is an ideal world and sit for 45 minutes and read my book right nothing better yeah I like a hearty salad too I'm not don't give me these like all veggies like I need some egg in there Mm -hmm. I need some yeah you know you've got to do the cheese the Mm -hmm. nuts like a protein yes Mm -hmm. Okay. So realistically for me lately too, it's like a whole bunch of stuff on a plate, like yep. pickles, a cheese stick, some crackers, maybe some mm-hmm. cherry tomatoes. Like I'm just grabbing random items. Mm-hmm. Um, and often that leaves, sometimes I love that if we have the right things on hand, but sometimes it leaves me just like real munchy because yeah. it didn't really hit the spot. Yes. But my favorite, if I if I manage to have all these on hand is to make myself a veggie sub, like on hearty French bread or Italian bread that I've been loving. So like Mm -hmm. I will just do everything but the meat. So I'll do a couple different kinds of cheese, some avocado, you know, do like, I like like an Italian dressing on a sub. So I'll do just like, Mm. we have like Olive Garden Italian dressing in the bottle and then 
that's mm-hmm. kind of my condiment. And then mm-hmm. I'll get a bag of shredded lettuce because there's just that certain mm-hmm. texture that's so good on a yeah, sub. The crunch. And onion and tomato and do all of the things that makes it a sub without the meat. And it I really don't miss the meat on it. So that's kind of my favorite, but it takes a while to put together and I have to have the right things on hand. That sounds really good. Okay. How about dinner? What's dinner realistically? You gave us a good picture. Good picture mm-hmm. of dinner. Well, let me say I have actually two to share for the currently. Okay, the the, the quicker one that is more typical <laughs> of one of our weeknights is the bean burritos. That is something that everyone in the family will eat. Uh-huh. It is probably the it's the meal that my children will eat that I also most enjoy, I think. And I feel like it's the healthiest and heartiest for them. So, I make that with big flour tortillas and I put refried beans, then some shredded cheese and then black beans and roll those up okay. and for mine and Chris's. I love it. If I have some roasted sweet potato and I'll also usually add some diced jalapeno to ours. So that's, that's easy and hearty, but I do have to highlight the dinner actually that we made last night. It's the first time we made this just kind of using things that we had on hand and put it together, but it was so good. Mm. Um, this does feature some Trader Joe's items, so I do apologize for <laughs> just going on and on about Trader Joe's, but it is a big part of my life. But also not sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we had their frozen mahi-mahi burgers. So we cooked up a couple of those and turned them into fish tacos mm. using the Trader Joe's has these corn flour tortillas. So it's like kind of a corn texture, but softer and a little heartier. They're so good. Mm. So we put those in the tacos and then we topped it with, they have a Southwest chopped salad, like bag salad. It's really good. So then just loaded a big pile of that on top plus avocado. Plus I got and tried for the first time in the frozen section, they have a Mexican street corn Mm -hmm. and has a sauce that cooks up in there. The corn is charred and then it has a cotija cheese that you sprinkle on top. So basically just piled all of that on top of these tortillas and ate it. It came together so fast and it was just in terms of the ratio of how fast it was to how satisfying it was, was just so good. Ooh, I love the that. The boys um, will sometimes eat fish, but I made them a cheese quesadilla plus some of what we had, and they mostly ate nothing of what Chris and I had. <laughs> <laughs> Less, so lest kinda... you be fooled into thinking my children exactly. are eating all these delicious meals. <laughs> exactly. But Chris and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Good. But a favorite uh, meal that we might make that takes a little bit more effort is homemade veggie pizza with our homemade crust. We have been making this crust for years that we got out of the cookbook called The Art of Simple Food, mm-hmm. which is not all vegetarian, but definitely has a lot of vegetarian meals. Um, and the crust is actually a focaccia recipe. So it is a thicker crust and we make it with whole wheat flour. And so it is a thicker, heartier crust. So it wouldn't be for everyone, but we love like that thick bready crust. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we'll make that, so, you know, that takes a few hours to rise and everything, but it's so good. And then on my ideal homemade pizza, I would include mushrooms, olives, onions, red pepper, sun-dried tomatoes, marinated artichoke, Ooh, look at jalapenos, you. and feta. I mean, You're I want not all the toppings. messing around. You are not messing around. I'm not messing around. <laughs> and let me just say, I mean, oh my gosh, I can eat so much. I can eat so much pizza. Yeah. Why? So. There's like another stomach for pizza. 
There really is. I was floored <laughs> by the, we did carry out pizza and I got, um, I, my favorite from the place we do carry out is just green pepper, mushroom and artichoke hearts. Mm. And I can just eat like a lot of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I'm always a little bit floored by how much pizza I, I ate and I don't have a stomach ache. Totally. It's so good. <laughs> All right. So dinner for us, I'm going to be honest that we are doing a lot of carry out these days, uh, at least twice a week because, Mm -hmm. because honestly dinner is, we talked about this, but dinner is just not my favorite right now because we're all together all the time. It's at the end of the day. We've already been parenting and living all day long and we just can't do one more thing. And with homeschool, I am loving it, but I am also like, I have no more to give mm-hmm. by dinner time. Yeah. And so I yeah. need I need someone to give to me by dinner time. So Jeremiah has <laughs> yes. been cooking a lot more, but that sometimes just looks random then because he'll make, you know, they'll get ribs or something from Butcher Box and mm-hmm. him and the girls really like that. But then I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like just having the side. So I'm going to just make a yeah. egg sandwich or so, you know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of random. But let me give you some good mm-hmm. carry out veggie options while we're okay. at it. So the first one is Tell definitely us. veggie pizza. I mean, start there. You don't have to have a boring cheese pizza mm-hmm. just because you are not yeah. eating, you know, meat. And I think actually if you like mushrooms, mushrooms are a really good, I understand why people, yes. some don't like them, but they are a very good meaty replacement. It has that umami flavor. Yes. So I, I like that. Um, the other thing I just finally tried I used to get the um, black bean burrito bowl from Chipotle when we got Chipotle. Um, Mm -hmm. And I liked it, but I feel like what is missing from some of the bean Mexican food is like that taco flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so my brother told me, try it with sofritas, which is the tofu, like Mm -hmm. cooked up like tofu crumble with all the taco seasoning and stuff. And it is delicious. It's good. I can highly recommend and you can still add black beans in there. I didn't this time because I just wanted to like taste what the sofritas tasted like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is so good. And you can pile that up with all the veggies and cheese and guacamole. Um, um, this this is more effort. But when you have a little bit more bandwidth, the blog I mentioned, Pinch of Yum, they have a sofritas okay. recipe that okay. is really good. Yeah, so I have put not. that in queue for okay. down the road. I have not ventured into making tofu myself, but I mm-hmm. am not opposed. Mm-hmm. And I think it does matter yeah. how you make it. Um, the other thing that is like my favorite, if you are just craving like fast food situation, mm-hmm. is Shake Shack's mushroom burger which this is not a typical oh my gosh listen to this it's not healthy but it is the perfect (laughs) replacement like you just want fast food so I got um cheese fries is what I was really craving so we ordered the Mm. cheese fries and then I was like okay well let me try this because I don't typically love like a portobello sandwich I feel like it's very slimy you know, yes. it's got to be cooked just perfectly. Yes. It's, it's hard to do well. And so, but I saw that their portabella is actually a smaller mushroom cap and then mm-hmm. they, they deep fry it like an onion ring. <laughs> what? So it's battered Uh-oh. and deep fried like an onion ring with cheese inside of it. Oh, like, man. like a mozzarella stick. Good. It was, yes. And they put that on a bun with all the burger fixings. And so it does, it takes away that slimy texture and you get a little bit of that yep. fried onion. So it is so mm. delicious. So I'm finding myself, like if I want a burger, I just get that and it more than does the trick. Cause I really just kind of want that fried buttery, you know, that's your go-to. Yeah. Oh, it is so, so good. That sounds really good. So a 
a great takeout burger that we have discovered that could be could be worth trying okay. is from BurgerFi, which there's one not too mm. far away. Have you had just takeout burgers from I there? haven't. Burgers from I haven't there? tried them yet. So we heard that they had the Beyond Burger there. And so I think that they actually do a veggie burger, like a house-made veggie burger that my sister-in-law has raved about. But I've tried their burger with the Beyond Meat Burger. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it is so good. Now, I know you said that you've tried those and haven't been super but impressed. But I've tried Jeremiah doing it. Like, I haven't tried someone gotcha. who knows, okay. you know, I think they need a little more doctoring than your typical burger. Totally. I, this has all of the toppings, like the sauce, the mm. onion, tomato, mm-hmm. lettuce, cheese. It's just hitting all of those burger buttons. Yes. And anyway, that is just, oh, that and onion rings and fries, it just hits the spot. Yeah, you just so, need so that. So that could be one to try, both their house-made veggie burger and then their Beyond okay, Burger. Okay, I will give it a whirl. Yeah, I did tell Jeremy, I said, I think next time we do, like, if you want to make burgers on the grill and you're going to make me a veggie burger, maybe we need to do, like, a mushroom Swiss veggie burger with, like, mm. some mm-hmm. sautéed mushrooms and caramelized onions and, like, some A1 sauce or, you know, blue, yeah. blue cheese, something like that. And then I think I might, like, Right. Get all the flavorings Mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how about snacks? What are you reaching for for snacks right now? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Basically just, I think it's so random. (laughs) Some, sometimes a perfect bar, sometimes some cheese and crackers. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like my snacking is very random and just depends on the day. Yeah. So I will say perfect bar is probably another one of those. Like if I didn't have one for lunch, then maybe I'm having one mid afternoon to carry me through until dinner. Okay. Um, a more ideal snack, but it just takes a little bit more time. I love the Persian cucumbers at Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. I, just I grew up thinking I didn't really like cucumbers because we were buying those bigger, just very watery, flavorless yes. cucumbers. Yes. Persian cucumbers are just crunchy and actually have that almost like lightly sweet but fresh flavor. Oh my gosh, it's like a totally different vegetable mm-hmm. than than the big green cucumber that you're used to. And then I have become really obsessed with two dressings from Trader Joe's, the ginger miso carrot dressing and the spicy cashew butter dressing. And I actually love to mix them together in a little bowl and just, Dip I mean, those. the cucumbers are just a vehicle. I, I would drink <laughs> it basically. <laughs> it is so good. It's just an acceptable vehicle for guzzling yes. dressing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so for me, realistically, and this is a this is a situation. I think because I've given up meat, I mm-hmm. I am overdoing it on the bread and cheese department. <laughs> I think that's that's I think that that's a common problem. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. just because it feels that that hardiness that you're used to with yes. with meat. Yep. So I will just find myself grabbing like a hunk of like good bread and some cheese and like. Like for most of my mm-hmm. meals and snacks, <laughs> I feel like I need to get yeah. off that train a little bit. I think right now too, it's winter. And so like a fresh salad or a pasta salad or something doesn't sound quite right. as quite as good as like the heartiness of yep. like bread and cheese. So I'm eating a lot of bread and cheese mm-hmm. or crackers and cheese. Okay. Um, but yeah, yep. I'm trying to just, instead of saying like, don't eat that, I'm trying to just add, you know, veggies to mm-hmm. that, add some fruit to that. But it is, mm-hmm. it's hard when it's like a little cozy, chilly outside and mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't really want a salad or something like that. So, yeah. Um, but ideally I would like to do something more like apples and peanut butter. That's a great one. Ooh, or I've been one. trying to even just buy a veggie tray, even when we're not entertaining because it's mm. so easy to like yes, this and it's already prepared. Yeah. And then I just make it like the girls have to incorporate that into their snack and because they can grab it mm-hmm. out and just like sit there and eat off of it. They feel they end mm-hmm. up eating more veggies that way. But I yeah. think I need to make, I need to get some good like homemade dips to have on hand. Cause it's not really satisfying yes. with just like the store-bought dip that Agreed. it comes with. So I need to totally. Yes. You need, you need to find some dressings or dips mm-hmm. that you want to eat so much. The veggies just become the way to get it to your mouth. Totally. <laughs> Cause I am not a veggies and hummus person. I do not enjoy that i like like a pita in hummus or like a pita chip Uh in hummus but i don't like veggies in hummus i don't like the combination of those two i i don't mind it but i will say i almost have a similar thing in that i want to like hummus and think that i should and (laughs) i'll even have a week where i buy it and i'm super into it like eating carrots and hummus or crackers and hummus and then i'm like oh this is great this is my new routine and i buy a new hummus and it just goes bad in the fridge it's yeah very hot or cold for me i'm not really sure what that is and even my girls are that way they will we will get the little individual ones from costco because sometimes they're great about just dipping everything in it. And I'm like, well, that's a great Mm -hmm. protein and fiber and like a better, Mm -hmm. you know, better thing than ranch to be dipping everything in. But they, yeah, same. It's just, it's hot and cold. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've given you all of, we've given you all of our ideas and I would love more feedback on this episode too, because I need more ideas, but that is, I think what we have to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) So let's move on to current obsessions. What are you at the moment obsessed with? Okay. I picked a food-based obsession. So this is a developing obsession and that is making homemade bento box lunches for myself. As we talked about currently, lunch can just look like not even knowing what to grab or not having something to grab. So I'm grabbing a bar, you know, which is fine, but I would love to have a little bit more well-rounded of a meal for myself. Mm -hmm. I was at a regular grocery store the other day and kind of in the deli section, I saw these little already prepared bento boxes that had cheese and nuts and a hard boiled egg. And I was just like, wow, that is I would love to eat something like that. That is so smart. And I was, you know, about to grab them, but then me, I'm always wanting to, I don't know. I was like, well, I don't want to spend like $5 on this. I could make this at home. So I ordered myself some, some new little plastic lunch containers, Mm -hmm. um, that are, it's four little squares. So it's one big square with four little divided compartments. Mm -hmm. And then at the store, bought myself a bigger block of cheese, some roasted mixed nuts, Um, I'm going to do some olives. I've got some cucumber. So anyway, I'm hoping to maybe pack myself two or three of those at the beginning of the week, maybe some hard boiled eggs. I love making hard boiled eggs in the instant pot Mm -hmm. and yeah, just hoping that that might up my lunch game. I love that. It's the grab and go. I've been having the girls make their own bento box lunches like for the Mm -hmm. week, even though we're Mm -hmm. homeschool. Cause I'm like, I, Mm -hmm. I need to be able to like maybe write something down real quick or check an email while you go grab the already prepared lunch (laughs) instead of now I'm pausing what I'm doing to make you lunch. And there's a big discussion about it every day and so many decisions to be made. And no, you're old enough to make your own lunch, but also I don't want them doing it real time. 
Right. Because then it's, again, all that's the discussions. A, that's, a man, that's a management right. thing. And they're going to still be asking you things or right. clean up afterwards and whatnot. So it's like one management session on Sunday yes. afternoons or whatever it might be. And that is that is good. But I need to start doing that for myself, too, because then maybe I wouldn't just like gnaw on a hunk of bread. Right. And a block of cheddar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Teeth marks in the cheddar. Okay. Um, okay. My obsession is was a Christmas present from Jeremiah that I didn't even explicitly ask for. He was really good at like picking up on hints this year. Um, I was contemplating getting something like this, um, but he got me a Lululemon belt bag, which is a fancy way of saying a fanny pack. Ooh, is that what we're calling it nowadays? (laughs) It is an everywhere belt bag, actually. Thank you very much. (laughs) It is, I will say, the profile is a lot slimmer than a fanny pack. Like I can't fit... It's just big enough for like my phone, keys, maybe the garage door opener. If I went out the garage with Buddy on a walk, Mm -hmm. a couple of poo bags for Buddy. It's the stuff you need with you on a walk, but you you don't want to bring a purse and you don't want it all in your pockets. And I don't have a stroller anymore (laughs) to be like holding all my items. I love this. This sounds genius. It's a game changer. I'm loving it. It's making me literally go on more walks because I have this Mm. easy thing that's not like I had like a kind of a sporty small um you know Mm crossbody bag that I would wear but it just still was not like you didn't feel like you could really get the arms pumping and yeah get a good walk so I am loving that so much it is like a black on black camo which I love in my workout type items Mm -hmm. I like I like to be blacked out like a ninja yep you sure do so I'm enjoying it quite a lot I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any neighborhood news for me? Well, my neighborhood news is also a little bit of a personal update in that my boys started back to our neighborhood school just this past week. So we have now gone through every iteration of what school can look like (laughs) like this year. Yeah. I will say that our, our quote unquote homeschool was only for a couple of weeks. I guess we, we didn't have Cedric in an online program since last semester. So he was quote unquote homeschool, but our homeschool was looked very different than your very structured, (laughs) thoughtful homeschool. So I don't want to try to equate the two. Um, but yes, we did make the decision just based on, yeah, just what home experience was looking like and kind of stepping back and seeing how our boys were doing and how our family was doing and did make that decision. And anyway, it's, it's a big one. It feels really different, but it's feeling like the right one for us right now, but it is just bringing them back to school and picking them up just in terms of neighborhood news. It's just reminding me how much I love just our neighborhood community and school community since we can bike and walk them Mm -hmm. to school. And that has just been really incredible to be back in touch with that and be reminded of it. And it has just been this reminder and return to normalcy in a way that feels so good. Yeah. And, and just kind of almost being like, wow, because I've become so used to our routine Mm -hmm. and being at home, not that it's been easy, but just that it's like, okay, this is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And so just being reminded of that has been really good. I mean, there is the thing where it's like, oh, this feels so normal. And then it's like, 
no, it's not. Everyone's wearing masks and yeah. I'm feeling a bit anxious yeah. and we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, there's that aspect too. But anyway, just being reminded of that, seeing parents picking up, walking up with their dog to pick their mm-hmm. kids up anyway, has just been really good. I'm glad. So, and I'm hopeful, hopeful it's going to be a good change and just hopeful that numbers continue to come down and we'll continue to feel comfortable with that situation. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm sure that has been a bit of an exhale and a holding your breath at the same time, like we're doing with all of these decisions all of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yep. Um, okay. So my neighborhood news is listeners will recall, I don't remember what episode it was exactly, but I talked about a children of the corn situation. Oh yes. That's from way back. Yeah, Okay. We are right next to a cornfield, like four houses (laughs) down is the end of our neighborhood. And then there's a big cornfield. Well, right now there's no corn, obviously, Uh but the other day, okay. So these were like the little blonde children I saw the first time, but the other day there was a very (laughs) morose, gothic oh. looking like young teenage girl okay okay with, i'm telling you this creeps me out so bad okay with hair like in front of her face like dark hair couldn't really see her face mm-hmm. walking barefoot i was on a walk and i like to walk that way because it's not walking past everybody's houses and whatever yeah. it's just like kind of more peaceful mm-hmm. so i'm walking past and she is like coming out of the neighborhood like walking directly into the corn field <laughs> with bare feet Oh my. And it's like, it was like a chilly, you know, we had those couple weeks here where it was like snow on the mountaintops. You could see it. We had a lot of rain, a lot of cold, Mm -hmm. chilly, like 50 degree high days. So it was not bare feet weather. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. by anybody's, by anybody's estimation, it felt like a, you know, kind of a blustery fall day. And she just literally walked out of the, I'm like starting to think these are ghost children. She started to walk <laughs> oh my. out of the, her, you know, neighborhood, like walking okay. perpendicular across my path, uh-huh. never looked at me, never looked right or left at traffic, just kept the same exact pace off of the curb into the street, into the corn with bare feet. And then what happened? Cause there's not corn there. So could you see? She, she just, just kept just walking and I was a little scared through the field. Yeah. And I was a little scared to look any further. You're just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not look. Yeah. I'm going to save that, (laughs) file that away for neighborhood news. And oh my goodness, there's something very strange. I don't know if it's all from the same family. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. I'm all for, you know, being much more outdoorsy and naturey than I probably am, but like, it, just, it's, just some, it's just some things that yeah, were a little kind bizarre. of like, this is different. This is bizarre. I will say I do just, I do just wonder about and certainly worry about our teenagers right now yes. and them being at home yes. and not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that this is a teenager cooped up at home and is just, just feeling emo and to get out. Yeah. That could be where she's like, I'm not bothering with shoes. I hate my whole life right now. Yeah, exactly. Could be. Oh my goodness. That is interesting. Yeah. Though. Just trekking across into the field right that is I can see myself doing the same thing and we have an episode that we will link to it's one of one of our favorites I think it's called the uh, it's a episode about the silly things that we are scared of and where I shared that I don't believe in ghosts but I'm scared that ghosts are real so I just try not to acknowledge anything that could prove their existence you just kind of like don't want to investigate any deeper kind of like me becoming a vegetarian just yes Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And we've come full circle. How about that? There we go. (laughs) 
Well, I think that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening as always and leaving your kind reviews and sharing our show. That just really helps other people find the show and we do so appreciate that. Um, You can find us in between shows on Instagram where we do pretty regular Instagram live chats now and we're trying to be more active there in stories so you can get some more day-to-day and kind of behind the scenes glimpses um, we are High Girls Next Door over there you can also find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook you can always send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our episodes at girlnextdoorpodcast.com thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly Okay, so my personal road base to, what did I say? Road, hold on. Your personal road base? <laughs> yes, like my that. road base. <laughs> <laughs>